I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. co-host Daniela, welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Uh, please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Welcome to Making Sense of Success. Um, Sarah, would you like to give a little bio about yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Sarah Keast, and I'm one of the co-owners of a wellness um, a wellness boutique in Toronto called Crying Out Loud. And our business has been in operation for just under a year. And prior to that, I've spent the majority of my career working in the corporate world, working um, for TJX Canada, which is the company that owns Winners, Marshalls, and Homesteads. So I have a lot of experience in the retail world, um, but only a year's experience in the entrepreneurial running your own business world. Um, and then outside of work, um, I am a single mom. Um, my husband passed away just over four years ago and I have two little kids um, who, well, they're little in my mind, but they are bigger now. My, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll always be little, but my oldest is nine and my youngest um, is six. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Wow. You must be very busy, I feel like. Um, yes. Uh, before coronavirus hit, I was extremely busy. And now since my kids have been home with me for the last almost five months, it's um, its, its own special kind of hell, to be frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read a stat the other day from the Washington Post that talked about how working parents, and I think primarily women, um, during this like work from home scenario, get about three minutes of uninterrupted time before their children need something or do something oh, wow. or whatever. So yeah, it's been, it's been really quite incredible um, being a mom, a single mom and a, a small business owner in the time of a global pandemic. So, so it's been pretty, I will be frank, it's been pretty impossible in the coronavirus, which is why um my mental health isn't great right now uh, because I literally get zero time. Because um, the other piece is my parents are typically the ones that um, will take my kids for like an overnight sleepover or babysit so that I can get some time alone. But my mom um, is immunocompromised, so we're not seeing them in close contact. So I don't have like a babysitter. Um, so coronavirus aside, 
one of the reasons I went into um, running my own business and being an entrepreneur was ironically to get to, to, to create more balance in my life. Um, working when I was working in the corporate world, the head office was in Mississauga and I live in the East end of Toronto. So my commute was quite large. Um, I was commuting probably two and a half to three hours a day, depending on traffic. And then, and then having like a, a senior management level job in the corporate world, you're, you know, it was extremely high pressure and, and high responsibility. So after my husband died and I, I took a, an extended leave of absence after he died. And then when I went back to work, I was trying to, it took me a while, a long time to realize this, but I was trying to force my old life into my new situation. So I was trying to still be this corporate person who was like on executive track to, so I was still trying to be that, but now I was the only parent and I was having to do everything. So I was basically spending all my time yelling at my kids to hurry up and get in the car so we could get wherever I had to take them. And then I was yelling at them to hurry up and eat dinner so I could get them in the bath, so I get them in bed so that I could get back to work on my laptop. Like it just, it was very unbalanced. Um, and then I ended up having, so obviously when you, when you were working that hard with no time for self-care, um, it, I ended up burning out. So yeah, so I ended up having like essentially a nervous breakdown uh, because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it all. I couldn't, I couldn't take care of my grieving self. I couldn't take care of my grieving children all at the same time as working for the man. Um, so I ended up having a nervous breakdown, taking um, short-term disability, which then turned into long-term disability because I was diagnosed again with depression and anxiety um, and PTSD from my husband's death. Um, so in that year that I was off, that's when I did a ton of work to as you say, find that balance again. Um, and it, you know, as a working parent, the balance is always going to be not great, but having this time off and all that time to like devote to f rebuilding my mental health, it, it all of a sudden became, I remember it was new year's Eve in the afternoon and I was prepping something for dinner for some friends that were coming over and I was listening to a song and all of a sudden the song made me bawl out loud and I just had clarity in my mind of, I have to resign. Like I just, it just came to me. My inner like thoughts and emotions just all of a sudden told me, you have to leave the corporate world. You can't, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I had to resign and I knew I had to do something. I knew it was risky to, from a financial category to leave this job that had me golden handcuffed. Um, but it was risky in every other category to stay. It was risky for my mental health, my children's mental health, our family dynamic, our happiness, all of those things. So the category of like, it was scary financially to leave, but it was empowering and almost exciting to leave because I knew that I was going to get some balance back. So like right off the bat, I, I got back two and a half to three hours of my time by not commuting. And <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Like, so again, Prior to coronavirus, I walked my kids to school every day last year instead of dropping them off at daycare at 729 when it opened. Um, so I walked my kids to school every day and then I would come home and work for a bit. Then I'd be at the store, you know, from 11 till 4. And then our part-timer would come in for the evening shift. I'd leave at 4. We'll pick my kids up at like 430, make dinner. I'd work again in the evening sometimes, but the getting off of the, getting out of the rat race 
um, got me back the balance. And I, I wrote in my journal so many times last year, I love the pace of this new life because it was just, it's still busy. Like I still am obviously, again, coronavirus is different, but going into, well, working for myself has been really a lifesaver for my mental health and for my children's mental health. And I'm just so, I'm not making anywhere close to the money I was making before, uh, but I'm happier. So I think that, that to me is a measure of success. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. So my, my finding the balance for myself is not perfect yet, but a major step in it was um, leaving the corporate world and working for myself. And then coronavirus came along and screwed it all up. So, <laughs> God dang it, Corona. Yeah. Um, I honestly feel like I feel like I'm going through like the exact same thing. Whereas I am like 12. I don't work in the corporate world, but like some of those same feelings are things that I'm going through right now. And I'm like currently looking for a new job because like, you know, gym life, not it. But <laughs> I tell people the reason why I'm looking for a new job is because it's called being productive, but for a reason and not just for absolutely nothing. And I think that is something that like, you have to pay attention to. You're like, why the F am I doing this day-to-day job for absolutely not a goddamn thing? Other than like like, the money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Other than the money. Yeah. But knowing all of this, what do you think success means to you? Um, that's a great question and I don't have an answer yet. Um, defining what success looks like to me is something that my therapist, actually my grief counselor, um, who her title should not be grief counselor because she's really just like the best therapist about everything. <laughs> um, so she is actually, she was quite instrumental in getting me, getting my thoughts into this idea of leaving the corporate world and going into business for myself. Um, and we have spent a lot of time and we continue to talk about this because I have a lot to unwind in my head about it. But she keeps asking me and challenging me to like think about where do my definitions of self-worth and success come from? And when I like start to like think deeply about that question, I realize that for a long time, it's been very externally motivated. Like I felt successful because I was a planning manager and I had this salary and I felt successful because I bought a house and I felt successful because I went into this meeting wearing like the best shoes ever and like killed it when I did my PowerPoint presentation. But it was all, those are all things that are coming from like external sources. So now, like now I'm trying to reevaluate and understand for myself what, what, where does my self-worth come from and what does success look like to me? And I don't think it's the things that I used to like, like right now, um, from a business perspective, um, I'm not drawing a salary as of yet because we are, you know, we're still in the startup phase. Um, so financially, I could start talking to myself and like start berate my, berating myself that my financial situation is far different than it used to be. And therefore, I'm less successful. But the like thought work that I've been doing is that the opposite is actually true because I feel I feel more successful now because I am building a business that I care about and that deeply is important to me. And I feel is helping other people. And 
I feel successful because my kids see me more and I'm with them more and they see me building, building a business on my own. Um, so, so success to me would have you in the, in previous years would have probably been very tied with what people, what my job title was and what my achievements had been and how much money I was making. Um, but I am challenging myself now to think differently about it and think like, no, you're successful because you, you saw in your own life what this old type of work was doing to your mental health and to your family. And you successfully changed that and created a new path and a new life for yourself. Um, so I think, I mean, I'm talking about two sides of my face right now because like I don't, I don't yet 100% believe that statement, but that's what I'm working towards in my therapy is really feeling successful, even though it looks different than the like route I had in my life. Do you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I catch myself feeling because I don't have to like go to an office and I don't have to like, you know, do all the corporate stuff. Um, I sometimes feel like I'm just pretending at working right now, but because I'm not jumping through all the like bureaucracy hoops that you used to have to do in the corporate world. Whereas like now I'm just sitting, you know, this morning I was like preparing, going to a trade show this afternoon. So I was preparing for that. I was looking up like new products for us to get doing some like financial stuff. Like I was doing all like legitimate work, but it was from sitting on my couch wearing a pair of jean shorts and my kid is like yelling at me to cut up the strawberry. So I, it doesn't feel, <laughs> it doesn't feel like, I feel like I'm pretending at working, right. but that's like, that's my own nonsense in my head. And I have to detach my thoughts from my old ways I felt worthy and successful and shift my thoughts into like really looking at myself and being like, no, you are successful, Sarah. You, you're taking care of your family and you're doing something that you care about and that your customers care about. And that's like helping people. So that, that to me is success, even though it doesn't look like what it looked like before. Add time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is that you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I think a lot of people are probably going through the same thing. Like I've definitely caught myself being in that position more recently just because of COVID with um, yeah. having to transition, like working from home. It's been, it's been, there's some like pros and cons to everything. Right. And I think totally. not having that social interaction at work or being in an office setting can sometimes really um, harm your productivity in a yeah. way as well. Yeah. Just cause yeah. you're like, wow, I'm literally I just at my desk to in my room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, whereas like, it's like you're saying that commute as well. Like because I'm in Ottawa actually, but um, my commute is probably around an hour every day there and back. So two hours yeah. total. Oh. Um, and not ha like, it's nice to not have that in the morning, but it's, totally. it's a little bit odd not having that office setting and being yeah. kind of in your house and just being able to walk downstairs 
grab some food or some coffee and come right back Back up. up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like shifting your mindset. Um, And I've also found that in the, in this pandemic, it's, it's helped me. Oh, I don't want to say like things that are good about the coronavirus, but there are definitely some things. Um, (laughs) It, the like slowing down thing has really um, resonated for me. Like I, with my kids not having to like rush to activities and birthday parties and all this stuff. Like we're just so much slower now and work is slower too. Like our, so our store now that we are open again, um, Mm -hmm. our hours that we're open to the public are less than before because we don't have the like cash flow to have the store open as long as we were before. And also I just, I kind of think that like, I hope, I hope this is like a good thing that comes out of the coronavirus is that everybody like society wise is seeing that benefit of slowing down and like, we don't need as much as we needed before. Like I don't, I'm hoping that my business can do the same amount of sales with operating on less time. Um, I saw, I forget where I saw it, but I saw something about the, there's like been research done to show what the optimal salary is. That's going to give you like the most amount of happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, it's not huge. It's like $70,000. So they've like shown somehow that that's kind of the optimal salary range to like have a good life and like not have worries and whatever, but also not be consumed by money and consumption and all of that. And I kind of like that idea, like, cause that really ties in with my new version of like what success is like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't need to like, I don't need to kill myself and strive for millions and millions of dollars when killing yourself and striving for that is was harmful to my mental health like I can't I can't go back to that and yeah so that just is it just another part that like helps me solidify this idea of like you can be successful with less I was on Facebook obviously because I am I spend lots of time on Facebook because I have (laughs) nothing better to do um, with my time but um, in like one of the little group chats that I'm in somebody brought up the idea of being wealthy versus rich and that one that's one thing that I've kind of been thinking about like a lot more uh, just because what what does that mean for so many people would you rather be wealthy or would you rather be rich and I think that Everybody has to, you know, get to know themselves a little bit to be able to make that conscious decision of which one would they rather die for or which one they would rather live for. Yeah. And I think, I feel like with one of my therapists, we talked about something along the idea of this, of like, it also depends on what your definition of those things are. Like I, Mm -hmm. like I, I'm not rich by like a monetary standpoint, but my life is pretty, oh, it's because my kids always say like, mommy, are we rich? Like, do you have a million dollars? And so then I like turn it back, back around on them and say, well, what do you mean? Like, are we, we're rich in friendships and we're rich in family and love and all of those things. So yeah, I think it just depends on what you're, what you are defining as rich and wealthy. Um, Cause I don't think bucket loads of cash is the like be all end all thing that's going to solve all your problems and make you happy no because if you get stranded on an island like they did in lost who cares about money <laughs> yeah it, it, you memories. can't you can't eat it when you're on an you island you can't eat it can't use it if you're stranded either and I think I've realized yeah. just like growing up with in like a family setting even though um 
over time, maybe like you do end up maybe getting a higher salary or everything. There's never really like a number, you know what I mean? That settles yeah. you in the no, sense you're that always- like you just spend more than kind of, yeah. that's what happens with it. So it's not really that yeah. you end up saving more or anything. It's just that you're, I guess like your standard of living maybe goes up. Um, yeah. Goes and up in a way. Spend- yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's crazy. And what I'm hoping is that in the coronavirus, we are all seeing that we don't need to spend as much as we had in the past. Like, have you yeah, guys exactly. bought, have you guys bought clothes recently? Um, like, from smaller <laughs> shops? Yes. But not yeah. bigger. I've kind of strayed away from um, the big people. like bigger corporations and everything. It's been more small businesses out of like well, support for them. Um, but at the same time, it hasn't been that much just because like, where am I going? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And like, so then it's like making me be like, Oh, like, it doesn't like for the last five months I barely put makeup on I barely straightened right, my yeah. hair and like people still like seem to like me my kids still seem to like like everything is still <laughs> kind of the same so and do yeah do I need like seven more pairs of shoes because it's fall soon like no I probably can just like buy one note like it's just exactly. changing everybody's thoughts and I don't know where we're gonna end up but it could be good it could really be good Mind you, it's because... also been a lot of loungewear. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I, for my, for being indoors. So there's also... So, <laughs> so from a business perspective, so our business, we carry loungewear. And yeah, sales for the loungewear were like through the roof in the spring. Because everyone was like, oh my God, I'm working from home. I need a romper. Um, and we were not... Rompers typically sell better in spring, summer. And we were challenged with selling them last fall. So originally our fall plan had been to be like conservative about what lounge where we go into for fall. But now that work from home looks like it's sticking around for a while, we literally are like, okay, what jumpsuits, what rompers, what sweatpants, what hoodies, like all of it. We got to get it all because that's what people are going to buy. I wish I could have a reason to even wear the loungewear, guys. <laughs> I'm jealous of the loungewear y'all get to wear. I just wear a hoodie and whatever shorts I can find when I'm at there home because I have to wear a uniform <laughs> at work. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> um, considering um, you are a small business yourself, are there any other small businesses that you'd like to kind of give a shout out to that you personally love? Oh, sure. Um well, there's lots. The neighborhood that my store, that our business is in, is in the east end of Toronto. Um, and our little business community there is amazing. And it's been really, it's been really wonderful in this coronavirus time to see how all these business owners are like taking care of each other and how the like neighborhood and the community has really risen to support us. Um, so one, so we have an interesting situation we actually share our space like our physical space with another business um and we sublease our portion of the space from them so their business is called the healing collective and they are a collective of mental health um therapists and their business model prior to coronavirus was um so in the back half of our space they have eight treatment rooms and a waiting room and a workshop space and so therapists you know, we're seeing clients throughout the day and, and the therapists there have a whole variety of modalities like psychotherapists, social workers, acupuncturists, um, Reiki, like everything. So, but as, but as the coronavirus hit, um, obviously they had to pivot their business as well. So they have pivoted really strongly um, into virtual therapy. And I think because they have such a large roster of therapists, they don't have a wait list or if they do have a wait list, it's very, very short to get into virtual therapy. And they also have sliding scale 
um, fees for people who are experiencing, you know, financial challenges right now. Um, they have a whole uh, fund set up for Black mental health, so three Black um, therapists who are working specifically to provide low-cost or no-cost therapy to people of color, which is fantastic. Um, so I highly recommend them uh, because this pandemic really is blowing it out of the water that everybody needs um, a little extra help and a little someone to talk to about what this is doing to you. Um, there is two little fitness studios that are in my neighborhood as well who are both doing outdoor classes now and as well they are both doing virtual classes. So one is called the Pink Studio um, and they do like a lot, they're very body positive, positivity model and they do a lot of like super fun dance classes like Beyonce and like hip hop and uh, Bollywood and all that kind of stuff. So the Pink Studio is awesome. And then there's a yoga studio called Toronto Yoga Co. Um, who I had been going to them regularly uh, prior to coronavirus. Um, and they have just built a beautiful outdoor deck in their back alley to do outdoor classes, which is awesome. Um, and then That's there's a couple cool. of... cool. Wow. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> it's really. I mean, it's really cool to see all of business owners figuring out ways to like creative ways to pivot and to and to pivot fast and to help each other so i it's really awesome um there's two other um there's one other store that i quite love um in toronto it's called the health hut so they're in the west end um and they have a great online shop as well and they're all um uh natural and organic and um like good for you beauty products, mm -hmm. as well as like other things that kind of align with that for the home and for yourself. Um, so books, like candles, that sort of stuff. Um, and they do a really cool thing, especially in the summer, they have a partnership with another woman who grows flowers locally. So they do like flower bundles that you can, you know, like you pre-order it and then they have pickup Friday, Friday afternoons. Um, so I've done a few of those bouquets for myself as a treat. Um, but yeah, there's a lot like, it's coming from the corporate world where everything is like dog eat dog and like eat, eat the smaller guys, get the best deal, get the best margins, get the best like results. Moving into the small business world and especially female founded businesses, because all of the businesses I just mentioned are all female run. Um, so moving into the small business world and especially businesses run by females, I'm like so blown away and encouraged by the like collaborativeness if that's a word, by how collaborative everybody is <laughs> and how supportive everyone is and how much everybody just wants to like help each other. Like the health hut, um, the owner of the health hut and I, she and I got connected, I think cause I had ordered something from her and then she had my email and whatever. Anyways, now like occasionally I'll email her and ask her a question. We're, we're trying to set up like a zoom coffee date cause she's been in business for a decade and I've been in business for a year. And so she's like totally on board to like answer my questions because I was like, I just want to pick your brain about running a retail store in Toronto. Whereas like if I had been at Winners and you'd called somebody from Canadian Tire to like ask for their business tips and tricks, like that doesn't happen in the corporate world. You're not, you're right, not asking yeah. competitors for help. Um, but I love, like, that's what I love about small business is that everybody just wants to help each other and connect each other and, you know, share knowledge and, and be collaborative, which I, that feels good to be in that space as opposed to, as, as opposed to being the, in the doggy dog world space. 
Yeah, and I think you're totally right. And I find that with the pandemic, it really has shown in that way, um, which has been really awesome. Even if it's virtually, I think we've yeah. been able to see that. Definitely. So there's like, my, my kids and I, every so often play a little game where we talk about things we like about the coronavirus and things we hate. <laughs> um, because when you start to think about it that way, there definitely are good things and bright spots and things that that have happened in the coronavirus that are good and that we want to stick around. And, and the like the love and the support of small business from the community has been amazing. And then the support within the small business community has also been amazing. So I really hope those two things continue. Yeah, hopefully we see that. I think this pandemic has made quite a big impact. So hopefully we'll be able to see this move on into the future and like stick. Yeah, definitely. Um, the last question we like to ask our guests is kind of a bigger one. Also yes. kind of an impact type of question. Okay. <laughs> um, and totally feel free to think about it for a second, but it's what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, what do I want them to take away? Um, I think probably what I would want people to take away is is that idea of really digging deep within yourself and looking to understand where do you get your feelings of self-worth and success? Um, because I think that that little nugget in my head really helped me, is helping me start to untangle all the stuff I learned or all the stuff I was focused on in my corporate life and how it looks differently now that I work for myself. Um, and I think, I think the piece about really listening, like listening to yourself and listening to your intuition of what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy. And, and when you're really tuned into what makes you happy, that will lead you down a path to success. Um, before, I think in the period after my husband died, when I was back at work and not yet on disability, but probably on the path to disability, I was working with a life coach and I sometimes think that, that sounds like super cheesy and whatever. Um, but it was really just someone to like sit there and talk about my, my burgeoning feelings of unhappiness in my current job and having a space to like explore the things that made me happy. So we spend some time doing like body awareness and like a little bit of meditation and stuff and like tuning into things that, made me feel good, like in my brain and in my body. And it was, and that helped me like, that helped me ultimately figure out, I don't want to be in the corporate world. I don't want to be standing in a room with a bunch of people judging me while I do a PowerPoint presentation. I want to be in these other spaces. I want to be with product. I want to be with people. I want to be collaborating. I want to be um, interacting with customers. Um, so I think those two pieces of really um, thinking about where you get your feelings of self-worth, whether they're internally or externally motivated. And then as well, creating space for yourself to, li to, to listen and hear um, your feelings about what makes you happy. Cause that, that will give you, if you listen truly to those feelings that will shine a light on the path that you're meant to take. Is that deep enough for you guys? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> It's so deep. And I think it's like really important to 
let yourself be deep whenever the chance arises. So we thank you for taking the time to really give our listeners like an honest freaking answer because that's what they're here to listen to. Yeah. Great. Great. (laughs) (laughs) We loved it. Um, Would you also like to include your socials or your website for our audience to be able to connect with you? Sure. Um, Our website right now, we are about to um, switch over some of our our website and our social, but once it switches over, the old info will still take you to the right place. So our website is um, www.lostandfoundto.com. And then our Instagram is the same at lostandfoundto. Um, So yeah, check us out there. We have lots of amazing stuff. Um, After in the early weeks of the pandemic, one of my partners said, she's like, this is really horrible guys, but I kind of think the pandemic is our sweet spot because our business was built on the idea of gifting things to yourself or to others to promote the care of yourself, the care of others or connection to yourself and to others. So our, our assortment is really designed to like help people when they're going through a tough time, whether it be anxiety, depression, stress, uh, job loss, divorce, any of those things. So the pan, like prior to the pandemic, not everyone was experiencing that, but now, yeah, everyone's experiencing stress and anxiety (laughs) and could do with a little pick me up. Um, So that's what we do. I mean, we, we've over the last couple months, we've been launching um, care packages. So it's a whole curated, we have probably five or six of them at this point, um, curated gift boxes that are designed to send to people when they're going through something tough. So we have one called our heal care package, one called take care, one called grow, one that is for grief. Um, and then we have a few more coming out in the next couple of weeks that are around like kids, mental health and being a new mom and connecting with your family. So just really awesome gifts that you in this COVID time when you can't really see people, but you still want to like show your love and care. Um, we're trying to make it easy for you to do that. So check us out. Um, we have a really great social, um, a, really, a really great feed on Instagram too, with lots of like inspirational yet true stuff. Um, we didn't want to, at the beginning when we were building the business, we talked a lot about how if you go into like an indigo or a bookstore trying to buy like a journal, most of the journals say like, choose happiness or the only difference between a good day and a bad day is your attitude or like, <laughs> choose joy and those I remember when after my husband died and I was trying to buy a journal because I wanted to like brain dump all of the awful stuff in my head I didn't want one that fucking said choose your attitude because my husband just died I don't want that journal I want one literally leave me the f alone yeah that's what I would say leave me alone (laughs) so not all of the journals we have none of them say those stupid things on the front because those are unhelpful we have like a lot of a lot of our stuff has swear words on it we have a whole greeting card selection for like every topic on, under the sun. Um, yeah. Cause like our idea with our assortment trying to promote wellness, we didn't like that the wellness industry out there was so focused on the physical aspect and also so focused on like perfection. We wanted to really talk to the idea that feeling mentally well is an ongoing battle And some days you kill it and you go to yoga and you eat well and you journal and you like do all this stuff. And then the next day you feel like shit and you eat chocolate and you watch Netflix all day long. And both of those days I consider caring for your personal needs. And both of those days are important. 
Um, so we have stuff for all of that. Like we have chocolate, we have loungewear, we have journals, we have anti-anxiety books. We have like, you know, so we really just were trying to create a place where it's okay to like be up and down lightness, darkness. It's all part of the journey. Um, so that's kind of the message that our Instagram channel is putting out most of the time is wellness with a healthy dose of reality. Some swear words, some fun <laughs> stuff thrown in. Like. And then one more question. Yeah. Do you ship internationally? Uh, right now we ship um, to Canada and the U.S. Um, <laughs> and we have we have done some international orders. It is just more um, complicated on our end. Right. And it is we would de- we would gladly take an international order. Um, it just may be cost prohibitive for the person purchasing the order because the shipping may be too big. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.